The following is an exclusive presentation of the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. IMG is America's home for college sports. BYU football with Kalani Sataki. This is not about me as a head coach. It's about our program. The Cougars head coach tackles the game ahead. It's not about our players, especially the seniors, and look forward to those guys leading this team into this game. And you get to ask the coach anything. BYU football pulls it away, takes off for the pylon, touchdown, Taysom Hill. With Kalani Sataki on KSL News Radio and the Cougars New Skin IMG Sports Network. Presented by Ken Garf Nissan Honda and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. This is BYU football with Kalani Sataki. Tonight's show is also brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And coming your way, brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealers on University Parkway. This is live from LaBelle Edwards Stadium, BYU football with Kalani Satake. We are back for another week on KSL News Radio, BYUCougars.com slash live radio, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and on BYU Football Facebook Live. You can watch the show live. You can see it on demand as soon as the show is over. Greg Rubel with Mark Lyons, my color commentary colleague, the Arvada Flash, and the head coach of the Cougars himself, Kalani Satake. Kalani, here we are, week five, game five, and we're back home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm excited to get home. I know our players are, too, and... uh it's just great to have uh, awesome fans. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the guys showing up tonight, and uh, uh, just looking forward to winning, getting game, uh, getting a win for our, plan, our fans this Friday. I will just tell you that uh, week to week, I keep opening that seat request link on Monday mornings, and it keeps filling just as fast every week. Uh, fans are still amped up to be here and hear from you and uh, partake of the uh, atmosphere here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And you've got Toledo coming into your place on Friday night. We'll talk about the Rockets uh, later on in the program. You come in one and three, having played, I think. Uh, your best game of the season to this point uh, against West Virginia. You may or may not agree. Uh, the four turnovers were certainly a factor, but I thought things came together uh, better, especially offensively. I think you might say defensively you want more disruption, but on offense, things began to come a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's we, we anticipated it happening earlier, but uh, it was nice to see our guys have some uh, sustained drives and get some points on, on the board early. Um, obviously, we we wanted to work well with our defense, and and um, just didn't you know things didn't go our way, and uh, we just need to make a couple more plays. But I think uh, we have the power to to do some things uh, this Friday, and uh, as a team, we can uh, hopefully we have our best game this this Friday, and um, you know we we can look forward to doing that every week, and and uh, having you know great fans behind our behind us to support us is, is huge, and being back home is going to be a huge factor for us. Your season so far, coach. It really shows. It's hard to win a football game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, especially when you um, you look at it, it, it. I mean, when when you when you lose by such a close margin, yeah. it's always one or two things, or three things, or four things, as many as you can as you can find uh, when you to try to find points, you know. And so, I think as you evaluate every game, um, even you know the first game that we won, it was a close game. They're all close games, and. Uh, it'd be nice to play our best and uh, not make it so close next time. 
Yeah. BYU is one in three through four games, and all four games you played have been decided by three points or fewer. Uh, that that's that's an unusual thing to have over four straight weeks, and uh, you know one and three could be three and one, could be four and zero, oh, could be zero oh and four. There's so many different ways this thing could have gone. How do you look back at the first four games ultimately and say where this team is at? Well, I mentioned it before um, yesterday in the press conference. You know, just talking about our team and and how close this group is. And um, being one and three hasn't divided the group at all, and there's no one pointing fingers. Everyone's united, and they're uh, they're close. I said this is the closest team I've ever been a part of, and and that's a huge credit to our players. But um, they really want to win, you know. And um, and I think looking looking at all the games, the, the four games that we played, we we need to find ways to get get ahead and uh, be able to get a lead and sustain the lead going into the games and. Uh, playing from behind is not where we want to be. That's not ideal for what we want to do. And so uh, we're going to focus on, on owning the ball and as an offense, uh, keeping the ball and, and having great ball security. But also, um, you know, when the ball goes up in the air, the receivers, we have receivers that are capable of grabbing it. And so they need to go get it and own it. Um, and and uh, on the defensive side, we need to be disruptive and, and create turnovers and get the ball back so we can put some points on the board. So uh, that's going to be the key this, this uh, Friday is owning the ball and creating turnovers on defense and on offense, uh, c- continuing to hold on to the ball. Coach, I'm a big two-point go-for-it fan, mm-hmm. so I'm on your side. But I'd like to know what is your attitude about the two-point conversions when you're in that situation where you have an opportunity to tie mm-hmm. or you know, you're know you going to be one point down and then you have to chase that point if you don't get it? Well, when, when you're looking at um, chasing points, you know, two-point conversion, uh, the best thing to do is to score touchdowns instead of, instead of kicking field goals, and you wouldn't have any problems. But um, when you score two field goals and it gives you six points and they score a touchdown, you're going to be behind um, when, when some, some way or another. And um, in, in, our, in looking at the history of football and two-point conversions, you have a higher rate of converting a two-point conversion earlier in the game than rather when the, all the pressure is on you towards the end. And so uh, being able to do that at early and, and being able to drive down, I mean, it was opening kickoff, I mean, uh, of the second half, mm-hmm. we were to drive down score. We thought that it would be worth it for us to try to tie it up, you know, and um, to do it that early in the game and knowing that we'd have an opportunity to get more touchdowns and, and be able to build on it and so i mean you look back at it when when a basketball team loses by one you don't blame the guys that missed the the, the free free throws you know but you can if you want but um, when it comes down to it there's a lot of different variables that go into winning a game and uh, we're not going to blame everybody we're just going to try to play better and be cleaner as a football team and and um you know at the end if if the two-point conversions really hurt us uh, we had an opportunity to win the game at the end, um, and what you, what you want to do is be in that position every time. But this week, and, and talking about ideally, you want to be able to get a get a lead and sustain it, and hold hold on from being you know from teams making a comeback. As we head into our first break, coach, you mentioned a moment ago that uh, it's as united a one and three team as you've been around, or as close a team as you've been around. And there's a fine line because at one and three, no one's happy, no one's satisfied, no one's content. But there are probably a lot of one and three programs where it's not a lot of fun to go meet or practice or be around the people that you're around and that's not the situation with this group no i mean it's it's uh, obviously we'd love to be undefeated you know that that's every team would like to be there but um you know we've talked about it before where no no one's undefeated in life and so how we approach this week is going to dictate what kind of people we are and how we're going to respond to adversity and uh our young men are 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 strong guys they want to keep working and uh, i'm really 
I, I'm just motivated by them because I think uh, you know their future as as uh, future husbands and and fathers are, they're they're set you know in com- in the community and, and and so football wise uh, we just want to win games and keep it simple and try to do what we can to get get W's and um, you know you're looking at the situation and and being able to just appreciate where they where they're at. Um, you can't sulk or, any, or cry about anything. You got to move on, and, and uh, we have a fan base to entertain, and you do that by scoring points and getting turnovers and, and uh, winning games, and that's what we look forward to doing. Next chance comes Friday night with Toledo in town. We're taking a break, fans. When you shop at Smith's, getting more for your money is simpler than you might think, and you'll earn fuel points to help you save at the pump. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. We're coming your way live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and we're brought to you by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. This is B. BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Back in a bit. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Here's Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the President's Lodge here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Hashtag Sitake Show. We are live on KSL News Radio, BYUCougars.com slash live radio, and the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and we are live on BYU Football Facebook Live. Go to the BYU Football Facebook page, and you can submit questions by uh, giving comments in the uh, show section. And on Twitter, you can get with us at the hashtag Satake Show. Q&A comes later in the show, but uh, a question came in on Twitter. A very simple coach had asked, when will you start to show some emotion on the field? <laughs> of course, I think that's, that's tongue-in-cheek. Fan, well, fans love the way you get fired up like the fans get fired up on a big play the fourth down stop was was a good example i guess against uh, west virginia uh it comes out pretty easily in you doesn't it yeah because i'm a fan first of all you know so um yeah I'm, I, it's hard for me i can't i can't, I can't do what lavelle did and um <laughs> i'm an emotional person so i'm gonna react in a certain way and then i'm i mean i'm not really good at acting so i'm gonna if i'm happy you can tell and if i'm upset you can tell and We've seen a bit of that in yeah, four games, I know. yeah. But but not this last one. I mean it's it's um yeah, I, I just wish the cameras wouldn't record me, you know, so I'm comfortable now because I have the face for for radio, not really for TV, but no, I, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, and I just, I, I, lo- I love it when the guys work hard and it were, and, and, and uh, they're successful, and then I'm going to cheer for them on the football field just like I will off the field, you know, in their personal life and in, in academics, so um, that's just how I am. I, I, I think in another life, if I, if I were built differently, I'd be a great yell leader or cheerleader somehow. <laughs> I bring up the fourth down stop play um and and speaking tactically your defense has been a playmaking group you spoke with us post game uh, as good as they've been you need them to do a little more especially when it comes to making quarterbacks a little less comfortable back there yeah and after evaluating and watching the film it's it's kind of what we thought you know i, I thought the dns played pretty well and and um um we, we need more from our d tackle position as far as attacking the quarterback and um disrupting the quarterback and that's just um if a quarterback's comfortable and throwing and not really get in touch then uh, they're going to be pretty accurate in college football you know and so um we we need to make them a little uncomfortable and um, and um, it doesn't always have to register in sacks all the time but it's got to be something sometimes some kind of disruption some where, kind of havoc yeah where you alter the throw and that that's how you create turnovers you know and so um i, I think looking at our d line and and after the you know practice yesterday and today i think they're ready to go and 
um, they just got to trust in the system and trust what we're teaching them and and work the technique because when it when it all works together it becomes really uh, it, it becomes a beautiful thing and and there's there, there's been flashes but there's times where we got to get out of third downs where yeah. everybody needs to do their part I mean I, there was I mean, I'm not trying to pick on anybody but we lost contain and quarterback was able to create more time and throw it up for grabs and our corner was there and they made a play and then on the fourth down you know our corner bailed early when he was supposed to press up and and they throw a quick okay. hitch for a first down and so uh, that stuff can't happen and and um, it gets a little uncomfortable for our corners for us to hang them out there on their own and, and it gets uncomfortable for D tackles for us to tell them to take up two blocks so our linebackers can free flow uh, can flow freely to the ball but that's just part of the deal everyone's got to do their job and when all 11 are on the same page it's it's a beautiful thing and then we've seen a lot of that this year but we just need to do that every play and just trust each other. Travis Tuiloma is pretty good at doing his job, and you're bringing him along. Um, how's this week been? How do you think it's going to go for him? And can he play some more on Friday night for you? Yeah, he did well in practice today, and he seems uh, his foot seems to be coming along really well. And uh, he's a special player. But you know, once again, we're, we'll be really smart with him and his and the progress. And I'm not looking to just squeeze as much I can get out of him. I, I really believe that he has a future in football. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how it goes. And if he can put in more plays, then great. But it's got, he's got to feel comfortable with it. And I just know we're a lot better when he's in the game. And that's not a knock on the other guys. He's just got a lot of experience and a lot of uh, disruptive movement that we talked about getting to the quarterback. He can do that. Yeah. Some people think that Greg uh, knows an awful lot about some statistics that go on in the game, and, <laughs> and he does. But one of those that uh, was so glaring in this last game, the kickoff cover team did an excellent job of putting West Virginia in real bad field position, and the, the one punt was terrific. And then kickoff return was doing such a good job in getting you out in some positive field position, and yet uh, the game didn't go that way. Yeah, and, and Ed Lamb's done a great job with the special teams, and uh, you know he demands a lot from those guys. And, and being on special teams takes a lot of courage, and we have a lot of guys that that aren't afraid to run down the field and and, and hit somebody, and and even get hit. They put themselves out there to get hit, and, and uh, those guys are, um, they, you know. They're willing to sacrifice with the team, and Ed's done a great job preparing them. And I mentioned J.D. Falslev. I mentioned it yesterday that he's done a great job with the return team. He and Harvey Unga have taken the lead in that, and Ed's worked with them on that. But those guys have done a great job with the return teams. And um, you know, But I'm just really pleased with the, the special teams. is all about team effort and guys that are willing to, to chip in. And we've, we've uh, relieved the others that we felt could start, like Fred Warner and some others that could start on special teams because we feel comfortable with the depth and the guys that are, that are able to fill in for them. Field position is such a joint effort between offense, defense, and special teams. They all have an impact in that stat. And BYU, through four games, has had the better average starting field position all four times. The only surprising thing is that the, that it hasn't translated to the better record than 1-3 and three because traditionally that's been one of the big indicators for BYU. But it is a positive that it's been a consistent with BYU and a constant through games 1-2-3-4. Uh, and four. We're taking a break. When we come back, we will bring in... Mitchell Jurgens this week's a player guest as we continue on BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're back after this. You're tuned to BYU football with Kalani Sitake. This is off a tackler. He's on his feet. He's going to go. Touchdown. Now let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Looking middle, looking right. Complete Jurgens on his way to the end zone. Tripped up and he dives in for the 
was on his way in for six. They slapped his feet out around the five, and he dives in for the touchdown. What an answer from BYU on the first series of the game. Welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium in the President's Lows. This is BYU football with Kalani Sitake. On the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, it's brought to you by the Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway, where they love the sounds of Cougar wins and the voices of satisfied customers. There were a lot of satisfied Cougar fans when Mitchell took it in against West Virginia on the weekend. Uh, Mitchell, I, you, you just heard the play called. Uh, maybe you could describe the play as the guy that uh, made it happen on your way in for the touchdown uh, Saturday against West Virginia. Yeah, um, so, so the play call was... Um, we kind of read it based on what the defense gave us. We we did a little bit of that uh, in the game, and so we get lined up. Uh, they you know call down, see the coverage, and then we call a play that we felt would best beat the coverage. And and so that was a cover zero look, nobody in the middle of the field. So all I had to do was beat my man, and um, and I did. So got the ball and and got to get in the end zone. And around the, but around the five yard line, somebody whacked at you, and you lost yeah. your balance a little bit, but then dove in. Yeah, there was there was no way I was not getting in the end zone. So <laughs> you know had to. Had to pull the dive and uh, luckily got across. So. That's good stuff. You, know, you talk about cover zero and you know, all I had to do was beat my man. And that's something that the receivers are being asked to do and have been asked to do uh, a lot here in the first month of the season. How much pride do you guys take in your ability to be able to man up and say, yeah, you're going to press and we're going to beat you anyway? Yeah, that's, that's something that we take a lot of pride in. Um, I, I think in the past we've um, that's kind of been one of the things that we've been, I guess, accused for is not being able to beat man press. But we know that we have the guys with the athletic ability, the speed, and and just uh, the playmaking ability to beat uh, whoever's across from us. And so it was a, I think that was a good game for us. Uh, we saw you know, a lot of man coverage and, and felt that we got open and, and, and did our job in, in that aspect. Uh, there's always things we can improve on, but it, it was a big step for us as receivers. I should I should do a formal introduction. I got into, got into the segment without saying that uh, our player guest for this week is BYU senior wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. An official welcome to Mitchell now. He's... He's been here before, but he's back, and I really should have given him a better introduction. Mitchell, thanks again for coming on. We do appreciate it. Um, you, I think maybe the last time you visited us, you may or may not have been on scholarship, but you are now. Uh, congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And something both you and Garrett have achieved here at BYU, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, quite an honor. Um, it's something we've worked hard for, and, and it's just a huge blessing to be able to give in a scholarship and uh, and play for such an amazing program. And, Coach, uh, the Jurgens boys are a pretty good story, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I wish they were triplets. You know, so. <laughs> um, no, but they're, they're, they're great young men, and, um, you know, it's, it's a pleasure having them lead lead this team and then be a huge part of our, our establishing our culture, that the things that we want to get done here at BYU. Well, Mitchell, uh, I know a lot of fans have been frustrated and uh, having challenges. I'm sure that you guys are too. But uh, tell me, what is the team's attitude that uh, you, you come out and you come so close three times in a row, it's kind of hard to deal with on one side. But secondly, you got to know we're playing good good teams and we're really close. Yeah, I think I, I think the big you know message that we've received is we're a team that fights to the end uh you know we never give up and and that's something we've seen over the years uh, through BYU football but especially this year there's you know unfortunately we haven't come out on top these last three games but the fight that you see in 
your teammates' eyes is something that you know we know we have and, and that we will have till the last second of of every game. And and one thing that Coach uh, Coach Sataki was talking about um, after the game was you know you think of one and three team, you know people start to point fingers and, and blame other people and, and you see a team fall apart. But that's completely opposite from our team as as everyone's coming together and because we know that we can play with anybody and it's just a matter of. Um, you know, time before we get a win and then get rolling because we know we can and we just got to get over that hump and, and we're ready for it this Friday. You would certainly say that every game is going to carry the same level of importance, Mitch, but uh, in terms of what your season-long goals might be and how you need to see some reward for your effort, how much um, how much weight do you give to what's happening Friday night here against Toledo? I think it's, you know, it's a big turning point for us as a program uh, for, for us this year and you know, we, we couldn't ask for a better, better scenario coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium um, where we have all the momentum, all the drive, all the um, excitement that comes from Cougar Nation uh, being inside the stadium. So we feel very confident, but it is a big game for us. And it, for me, it's a must win. You know, we, we've got to win this game. And But once we do, I think, you know, we're going to be hard, very hard to stop and, and only positives uh, coming from then. All right, we're taking a break. We're visiting with Mitchell Jurgens, BYU's senior wide receiver. Mitchell on the year, sitting at the 14 catches for a buck 12 and that touchdown. We saw that 25-yard score against West Virginia on the weekend. The fans here at Lavelle Bridge Stadium's President's Loge were uh, fed before the show by Bam Bam's Barbecue. Once again, a hand for Cam and Bam Bam's. Hooking us up every week. We are brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic Central Texas, right here in Utah County. Bam Bam's does barbecue the way you like it, the right way, low and slow. Bam Bam's is located at 1708 South State Street, Norm, and right here at the President's Lodge on Tuesday nights for the BYU Football with Kalani Satake Radio Show. We are back with more on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, and on Facebook Live. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. It's time for once again, here's Greg Rubel. Ace of motions, wide receiver right. Turns and hands off to Jamal. Jamal, full head of steam, off tackle left, into the end zone. Touchdown, Jamal Williams, and the Cougars make it a two-point game. Welcome back to the President's Lows here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and BYU Football Facebook Live. We've got BYU football fans around the world joining us live on Facebook, and you've got us on the radio as well. Greg Grubel, Mark Lyons, Kalani Sitake, Mitchell Jurgens, BYU Senior Wide Receivers, our guest for one more segment. BYU gets ready for Toledo Friday night here at the stadium. We had an off-air conversation about jersey numbers, and uh, Mitchell wears 87 now, and Garrett's uh, 23. Uh, fine numbers, certainly, but not necessarily what you grew up wearing. Uh, tell us the progression of your jersey numbers between you and your twin brother. Yeah, uh, so growing up, uh, me, and, me and Garrett, we were always number one and two. Uh, Garrett's older, so he was one, thing one, and I was thing two, so <laughs> those are the numbers we wore. Uh, got to high school, and, and our high school jerseys actually didn't have a number one, so we had to switch it up, and uh, so we went to four and six somehow, um, and stuck with that in high school, and, uh, and then got to BYU, and a little bit different numbers, but uh, they, they grew on us, and we love them. Coach, as far as twins goes, these guys are pretty close. Can you tell them apart without their jersey on? A little bit, but then you're always <laughs> safe just saying Jurgens. Oh, okay. you know, so, um, but, you know, and then I think, I mean, I just say Mitch, and then if he doesn't respond, then I respond with Garrett. So. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I can kind of, I'm getting better at it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, getting used to it. I imagine you guys have 
messed around with that a little bit? Uh, you know, we've, we've had our days. Um, <laughs> we're, we're both married now, so occasionally we'll try and uh, pull a trick on our wives. But uh, <laughs> the worst. It, uh, they, they know us too well, so it never works. I would hope. Uh, Garrett and, uh, and you are both now scholarship guys, and your journey from walk-ons to scholarship uh, was chronicled by a recent uh, uh, article in Sports Illustrated Campus Rush online, and then Lindsay Schnell, I think, is the writer. Uh-huh. Um, that was a really cool piece. Uh, I mean, did you know that was in the works, and were you kind of, uh, I don't know, surprised, honored uh, to, to be involved in that? And then how do you like it the way it turned out? Yeah, it was a really neat article. Uh, we met with Lindsay, so we knew it was in the making. Uh, we weren't sure when it was going to be published, but uh, I had a great conversation with Lindsay. Um, it, it's it's always fun talking about our story because it's it's humbling, and it just helps us to recognize the blessings in our life and, and, and this incredible journey we've been on. Um, and with that, uh, she she called my parents, and, and my parents had nothing but great things to say, and, and, and their side of our story is, is pretty unique. And so, you know, she did a great job of putting it all together and making us look better than we really are. So uh, uh, it, the article turned out great. Kalani, what do you like most about the uh, Jurgens Brothers story? Um, they're, they're complete team players, and, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, Mitch himself has great ball skills and, and can play and he probably deserves the ball a lot more, you know. So hopefully we can get get him the ball a little bit more because he can he can create and he's just he's got this drive in him that um, I, I I love seeing. Like he caught the ball towards the end of the first half and everyone was saying go out of bounds and I just knew he wasn't going to do it and uh, luckily he knew the clock and how it all works yeah. right you plan it I, that I way we could he knew we'd have one second left yeah, point one, one. Right. but I mean that's that's who he is and um, I, I mean at, at halftime I told him I appreciate his, his aggressiveness and wanting to make the play but you know let's make sure that we try to play smart and I, it didn't hurt us and uh, even if it did um, I think that I, I want our guys to be aggressive and go get it and, and he's got that mindset and it's going to pay off and, and uh, you know we've had to overcome some adversity of these last three losses but I think it's going to pay off in the long run and having him uh, be such a great example to our guys I mean having a level be able to watch from and learn from Mitch and have him mentor those these young guys it's going to pay off for us and, and uh, he does a great job uh, being a great ambassador and representation of his family and then also of the school. You're now one for two throwing the football. So, you know, the first one was a lot more fun, right? It was. Uh, I I told... uh Tell the quarterbacks I have a new respect for uh, sprinting and throwing at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have enough juice on that ball that I thought I that I thought I could bring, but uh, but yeah, it's a uh, fun little role. Um, I enjoy throwing the ball, so hopefully we'll see a little more. You guys, you guys had the QB throwback planned right for this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, they just went with Taysom, and it wasn't there for you, right? Yeah, no, I mean, we kind of read it out. The defense played it great. Um, yeah. I was actually, you know, trying to buy some time to see if someone else came open. And, uh, you know, fortunately, just kind of threw it up to give it a shot. But uh, that's a good thing with a two-point conversion is, you know, might as well just throw it up and see see what happens, see if yeah. you come right. on, the, sure on the positive end. Hey, how, how proud are you of Garrett right now? He's uh, he's averaging 10 yards per punt return, and he's really sure-handed. He's making plays back there and uh, and, and having a chance to contribute uh, on that end. Yeah, super proud of him. I mean, it, it, that's a position that I always knew he could do. Um, unfortunately, in the past couple of years, he's, he's battled some injuries and, and so, you know, hasn't been able to catch a break. But this year, you know, I've never seen a guy work so hard in the summer and prepare himself for this season, and, and it's showing the, his ability as a punt returner, you know, we, we don't have any doubt, no matter what point in the game, that he'll field the punt 
uh, cleanly secure it and uh, and get north and south quick and so yeah he's just uh, an incredible asset we have back there and, and I think every single person on the team trusts him back there I may have asked you this before last time uh, what on earth did happen to your Texas accents because you had to have them at some point <laughs> either from Houston and you could never tell really uh, we're, we're city boys I mean uh, it's I think down there being in Texas it comes out a little more um, but you know, spend a few years here in Provo and you just lose yeah. it I know I lost my Canadian accent years ago <laughs> that's Ty's future Ty's, Ty's going to lose his accent pretty soon, too. <laughs> oh, that, that, that'd be a drag. We need that. We need Ty's drawl to stay with us for a long, long time. All right, uh, Mitchell, I'm not sure if we're going to have you back again. It is your senior year, but uh, we've enjoyed every time you've visited yep. with us, and it's been fun to watch you play and earn a scholarship and to contribute the way you have. So uh, thanks again for coming on. Thank you very much. All right, Mitchell Appreciate Jurgens, everybody. We're back with more BYU football with Kalani Satake on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Great. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. And off Jamal. Jamal has his second touchdown of the day. Simple runoff tackle left on first and goal from the three. Jamal Williams scores it. Hey, folks, come experience 100% pure, authentic Hawaiian food at Big Island Sam's, located at uh, 133 South State Street in Linden. And welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake right here on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYUcougars.com slash live radio, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and on BYU Football Facebook Live. You can see our show every week right here from uh, the Lavelle Edwards Stadium President's Lowe's, 7 to 8, Greg and Mark, and the head coach, the Cougars, Kalani Satake, and BYU fans here in our live audience. And we're going to go to our Q&A segments of the show. We're going to kick it off with uh, intern Luke. Luke Beeston has the wireless mic. And who do you have with you, Luke, for question number one for Coach Satake? Thanks, Greg. We have here Troy Houghton out of Salt Lake City. Coach, it seemed like you kind of got Taysom out of the pocket and running a little bit more this last game. It kind of got him back to his old self. Is that something we're going to kind of see in the next future games as well? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope he runs for that many yards uh, every week. Um, but you know, um, we just got to let Taysom be Taysom and let him create some, some plays and, and um, put him in a position where he can succeed. And, and that's one of those things that uh, Ty has looked at. And um, I think Taysom's also feeling a lot more confident in uh, in his injury, you know. And, and uh, you can obviously he's jumping over people and stuff. <laughs> and so um, I think I think the more confident he gets and, and the more plays he gets under his belt, it'll, be, it'll get better. And I think that the old – you saw a lot of the old Taysom come back in that game and, and uh, looking forward to seeing it from the beginning to the end on Friday. Okay, thanks for the question. Uh, Luke, who's next up? We got Jaron Simons. He's age 11. He's got a question coming from Eagle Mountain. Um, what should I say to my Ute fan friends when they tell me that BYU will never be Utah again? <laughs> <laughs> just, just be humble and kind and uh, know that your time's coming soon. <laughs> so, I had a question uh, from Twitter earlier. Um, besides Utah, what team would you like to most play at BYU, whether they're scheduled or not? Um, Alabama, because they won national championship. So, yeah, I just want to play the best and see how we match up. And, um, you know, I, I, especially if we can have them here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, that'd be yeah. – I mean, I was here when Miami came here and, and, and Ty 
beat them. So but I'm trying to remember. I, I was doing sidelines. We're, we were on the, you were on the team that went down to Tuscaloosa, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to Tuscaloosa. Sean yeah. Alexander was a running back for uh, Alabama at the time, mm-hmm. and that's uh, and that's my only game that I've ever been to uh, in Alabama. Certainly, SEC football, Tuscaloosa football. That's a totally different. That that was a great feeling weekend. And uh, yeah, it's tough to not want to have that kind of game happen again, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's. I, I mean we we just went through four games or were high caliber type of teams, and uh, we want to play the best, and so. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can continue that every year. That was a heck of a game down there, by the way, in Tuscaloosa, and it was close into the second half. That was that was a pickle juice game, as I recall. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> there, was, right. there was a lot of there was a lot of humidity and a lot of cramping up going on that night. Their running Tusc- back was good. He was really Sean good. Alexander. But we had a shot, good. and we didn't play as well as we normally would have. But it was a great weekend. We got some uh, ribs at uh, Dreamland. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good, too. That was good stuff. All right, we're we're reminiscing here, and uh, Kalani's waiting for the next question. Luke, who do you have? Yeah, I got little Jagger here in the front row. He's got a question for Coach Satake. All right. He's got a cast on his arm. arm (laughs) Have I ever broken my arm? No, not yet, Jagger. You know, if if, uh, my wife tells me if I get another penalty, then she'll do it for me. So, um, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, you're you're young, so your arm will heal, be strong, and you'll play for the Cougars someday. We'll be good. Good stuff, Luke. Before the break, one more, I think. Yeah, yeah. this question's from Jackson Fergus. He says, "What are your thoughts of having one win and three losses, and how do you think the next game will go?" Well, I'm obviously not happy about being one and three, and didn't anticipate that happening. But um, you know, we're not gonna gonna think about it too much we can just do something about it now and i think our our players deserve better than that and uh only thing we can do is try to win the next one you know so that's what we can do our players deserve it our fans deserve it and so uh, we got to go make it happen all right we'll take a break when we come back uh, more questions from here uh in the audience and from social media for coach kalani satake it is byu and toledo coming up friday night right here with a six o'clock pregame and an eight fifteen kick the cougars and the rockets in their first ever meeting and it happens here on friday night we're taking a break we are live at lavelle Edwards stadium's president's lows for byu football with kalani satake on the news game cougar img sports network back in a minute you're tuned to byu football with kalani satake he's ready to catch at the 30 it's gonna go now, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Snap Hill. Got three options to his left. Goes middle. Catch made. Touchdown! Moroni La Ulupu Town with the score. The Cougars with a ton of time left. Get within four PAT pending. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake fans. We're here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium's President's Loge. Brought to you by Ken Garf, Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen on University Parkway. And also by Kona Ice. Looking for some fun in your life? Book Kona Ice for your next event. The coolest shaved ice truck around. Visit them online at Kona-Ice.com. Greg and Mark visiting with the coach. And we've got a Q&A in the next two segments. Your questions, uh, coach's answers as BYU gets ready for Toledo Friday night here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A uh, question coming in from uh, Facebook because we are live on uh, Facebook Live. And the question from Brad is, uh, Coach Satake, what's the status of Butch Pau for uh, Friday night? He got a little dinged in the West Virginia game, and of course, everyone hopes that he's back and ready to roll here against the Toledo. Yeah, um, that would be a game time decision, and um, you know he's a tough kid, and uh, he 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 had um, injured it early and kept playing, and then uh, realized that he was hurting the team and took himself out. So um, hopefully, we get him back, and um, but we're not going to risk his overall health because it's a long season, but we'll see what, what happens this Friday. Who will you go with uh, if you can't go? Um, 
Well, there'll be a few guys that we're still looking at. I mean, Austin Heater and um, and Pulsifer are guys that they can fill in. Also, we get um, Kujay back, so uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of look at it. Um, it's just by committee right now, and then uh, but those guys that I mentioned, I think they came in. Philip Amone, those guys came in and, and did did some good things when he in his absence. But uh, right now, Heater looks like he is a, a starting nod. Okay. Let's go back to uh, intern Luke. Luke Beeston's got the wireless mic duties tonight. That means he's with our audience members who have questions for Coach Satake. Next up, Luke. We have John Bennett. Yeah, Coach, I noticed a lot of royal blue around Provo the last year or so. Any uh, chance that there's going to be an official change or are we going to stick with mixing it up? Well, to my knowledge, royal blue is in, so it's it's an official color of BYU. and goes along with the uh, navy and the uh, and and the white. So that's what that's what I'm I'm going with. So I just like it. I'm going to wear royal a lot more. And that's obviously this crowd likes royal too. But we look good navy. And I, I think I made the statement in the basketball game that every blue is ours anyway. So <laughs> baby blue is BYU. All of it. Carolina blue is yeah. Blue. <laughs> it's it's now Provo blue. Yeah. You know. So everything will be adapted to our name. <laughs> And Coach Satake likes the. We know that the royal blue hat's here to stay, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I have the only one in in, in that's out there right now. The way now. people talk, yeah, yeah. The way everyone people... says, "Where do we get one of those?" Yeah. I have no idea. I, I need to invest in these and sell them and make some money. I guess on the <laughs> I went side. to the bookstore and they were sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They keep saying that. You think that if something sells, you'd want to yeah, make get more, some of, more it. of them. Yeah, yeah. the supply and demand. Principle that's, of economics. You learn here. about that, you know, in college. It, yeah, yeah. 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 In other yeah. places, even before that. Accounting one hundred and one. Yeah, uh, Luke. Who's next up for Coach Satake? We have uh, Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson. The not not oh, that Mark oh. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach. Uh, one of the things that uh, I found really refreshing this year is your whole staff seems to just answer questions. Uh, no coach speak, and it's just really a, a open and honest uh, to all the fans. Is that something that you guys talked about before the season, or is that just who you guys are? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, – we're just trying to be honest, and I think the fans can appreciate the honesty. And I'm not really good at lying, anyways. I, I've said it before; my wife can tell even if I hadn't said anything. When I'm, but she's like, "Careful! I know what you're about to say." So, um, you know, who ate the pie? And I just, I did it. Don't don't leave food around me; it's gone in the refrigerator. But no, I I think that our we have genuine guys, and um, and I think that fans deserve honest answers. And I wish I could be more honest. You know, I'd like to tell you guys all the injuries that are happening and things that are going on with our fans. But, well, you know, there's some things that need to be kept private, and especially when you're dealing with medical stuff. Um, that's the key. But other than that, I mean, we, we want to be upfront and honest about anything than everything having to do with BYU football. You know, I was, I was doing the coordinator's corner show yesterday. Um, so Ty and Ed and, and, and Elisa rotate and come on two of them every week on, on Mondays. And, and um, I find the same approach from those guys. And, and you know, I was, I was introducing Ed and was talking about all the, pro, all the progress, you know, BYU made this past weekend against West Virginia. And he says, yeah, I, I know, I, I hear what you're saying, but one and three is unacceptable. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of his vibe. And he says that's how we all kind of feel around here. I don't want anyone being too happy about the fact that we're making progress at one and three. We've got to get some wins. And that's kind of what he wanted to bring across. And, um, I, I, again, I, I really appreciated that approach and, and that, uh, that you know, tack on things. And it's kind of who this staff is. Is that fair enough? Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where you, you're really upset at being in this situation. And, and trust me, we don't want to be in this, in this place. We want to 
dominate and win, and it isn't to sit there and cry about it. Or we, pile on. Or, yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. So it's, it's a thing, the issues and the mistakes that we made. In the- and he used the phrase, sandwich bad news with some good news. So try and find things that the guys are doing well so that it's not all about you're, you're, just, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Yeah, and, and, and try to reinforce the, the good things that we're seeing and then, um, you know, share our vision of what we think can be better uh, with our players. And then when we're we're honest with them and they're honest with us, that's a good thing. And this team is a close team, so there's not like a, it's not like we're all just sitting there happy that we're in this position. We, we're working really hard, but being upset about it and controlling your emotions and having poise and control is the most important thing. And I, I, I'm just really proud of the way our guys play the game and the way that they um, represent the church and represent the school, you know, by being on the field. You've heard uh, Jim Mora talk about how great this place is and how, how classy our, pl- our players played. And uh, Dana said the same thing to me after the West Virginia game, you know, just really impressed with our players and how they carry themselves. I mean, um, there's a lot of guys that try to trash talk our guys, and our guys just kind of move on and, and just try to get things better, and, and they, they're helping guys up. And Yeah, that was know. the yeah. thing a West Virginia fan tweeted. Uh, it's hard to hate the BYU players when they're always helping your guys up. So Yeah, it's hard to hate somebody that's that's willing to embrace you and respects yeah. you, you know, and so that's uh, the game is to be respected, but we're not just football players. We're, we're ambassadors of what we represent, and that's the church, and that's this football program. Maybe 30 more seconds of Q&A time. Luke, really quick. Yeah, this question comes from Jody. Jody, okay. Okay, so her question is, what do you like to do with your family when you're not coaching? Have fun. I mean, they. I think my family likes to make fun of me, and I, I, I'm okay with that too. But um, I, I, I love being a dad, and I love being a husband, and yeah, I try to spend time with them, and, and um, I don't know. I, I, the, as far as what our hobbies are, I just like spending time together. Um, we have my three children are all so different, so we have to take turns of watching The Voice together and then watching So You Think You Can Dance, The Next Generation, I guess that's what it's called, and, and all these different things. But we have a great time, and that's what life's all about is, is being able to spend time as a family. All right, we're going to wrap it up after this with a final word about Toledo. It's BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. Back after this. All right, man, time flies on the show. It's BYU and Toledo Friday night here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Coach Sitake, a couple of keys to the game for your game against the Rockets on Friday night. Well, I, I talked about uh, owning the ball, so taking care of the football and winning the turnover battle, creating uh, havoc on the quarterback, and uh, getting some big plays. So if we are uh, able to get those things done, I think we'll have, uh, have a victory to celebrate. Get a win for the home fans. It'll be Friday night, 6 o'clock radio pregame and an 8.15 kick for BYU and Toledo fans. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us out there in listener land and on BYU Football Facebook Live. BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We're back next Tuesday. Have a great night. So long from Provo. You for listening to BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. Tonight's show has also been brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Tune in each week for the latest on BYU Football with Coach Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network.